0: Welcome back, listeners, to your national award winning program, Let's Talk America Radio. Of course, we put the spotlight on the trending news you want to know more about. And did you know that Parkinson's disease affects nearly 1 million Americans and more than 60,000 new cases are diagnosed each year? Well, today we'll learn firsthand just how the disease impacts individuals living with it and their families and village. Susan Brown is a person living with Parkinson's disease as well as a caregiver for her father who also has Parkinson's. Plus, we're joined right now by John Lear, CEO of the nonprofit Parkinson's Foundation. Welcome, John and Susan, to the program.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much.
0: Awesome. Thanks for being on such an important topic. Health matters on so many different levels. Susan, I first want to turn my sights to you. Can you share your experience with Parkinson and and also as serving as a care partner or caregiver to your dad?
2: Sure. Uh, You know, my family uh, has been living with Parkinson's for, I would say, 25 years. Uh, My dad was diagnosed in his 50s. He also was diagnosed with young onset. Um, I was diagnosed with Parkinson's in 2017, uh, standing in the kitchen getting ready for Halloween, and um, got the call, and... um, you know had been experiencing symptoms, and when I developed a tremor in my left foot, I finally went to the neurologist um had had other things that were more subtle, you know, and everybody's uh Parkinson's symptoms and progression is different, so I was experiencing th- some things I don't think my dad did um, you know now uh I would say I'm pretty well versed <laughs> in uh parkinson's and you know and having it. Probably makes me a better caregiver. I mean, I really do understand his meds and in, in, in the kinds of things he's experiencing. Um, uh-huh. You know, I, so it's a it's kind of a strange um, development in our family life, but we have you know woven it into into living. And you uh-huh. take care of yourself so you can take care of others.
0: Yeah, beautiful. And you push for it. Um, and I know you share that everyone has different experiences as with any health condition. But thank you for sharing yeah. your story and being transparent and that I'm sure it will inspire others. John, um, I do want to my sights to you now as CEO of the nonprofit um, Parkinson's Foundation. You know, uh, Susan Emily paints the picture of her journey and her father's journey. But why is early detection so key when it comes to this health condition?
1: Yeah, so you know, for people who are experiencing some of the early symptoms of Parkinson's disease like a resting tremor or maybe a loss of sense of smell, um, or maybe some challenges with uh, you know their gait, their walk, their stability. Um, you know, rather than you know go around and maybe even go to the, you know the darkest places in their minds about what it might be, we encourage people to go get diagnosed or go see a neurologist with special training in Parkinson's disease. You know, somebody who's a movements this sort of specialist. Um, and then once you have the diagnosis, hopefully, you know, if you get a diagnosis, that's you know not any diagnosis anybody wants, uh, but it does uh, it does take you out of the realm of questioning and puts you into the realm of action, which is how am I going to, um, you know, array my life to live better with this disease, um, or live with this disease in a better way, and that right. can lead to you know having a good relationship with a clinician who knows a lot about Parkinson's and can get you right on the right medications. Oh. It can lead to, you know, joining support groups and getting moral support, uh, you know, that you need in a a disease that can be very social-isolating. And it also can lead to better diet and exercise. And exercise, in particular, is really important uh, to start because it really does so much to keep the, the symptoms at bay.
0: Yeah. You know, I'm sure one of the many questions you have providers that receive and also organizations like yours is what is exactly going on with new treatments and possibly a cure? I know in our areas yeah. of oncology, John, we've had so many um, progressive things happen in terms of medication and custom, and custom therapies for different people. But when it comes to Parkinson, have we made leaps and bounds when it comes to treatment in the last 20 years?
1: Unfortunately, not so much, right? Um, You know, we are still using the same frontline therapy. It's called carbidopa levodopa Uh, It's a dopamine replacement therapy. People with Parkinson's lose dopamine neurons. Dopamine neurons are really important for movement and lots of other aspects of the body. So we're still using the drug that was developed in the 60s and 70s. Um, there's been some tweaks and improvements along the way. Um, what's also happened is we've invested lots of money in, in research to understand the, you know, the underlying causes and the basic biology of the disease so that, you know, we now have a better understanding of the disease. And because of that, okay. we can start to target therapies, um, you know, and ultimately hopefully find a cure for the disease.
0: Yeah, beautiful. And I know that's so key. I do believe we will get there. Um, Let me ask you this as well. How exactly does Parkinson's disease impact younger individuals? Because I know when we, um, Susan speaks of her father having it, and of course she's younger than her father. Um, How does that vary? Can the symptoms be different if it's someone younger?
1: Well, I'll just say one or two things and then I'll let Susan speak because she's really living with young onset. You know, people with young onset tend to live you know, you know, long life, uh, you know, different from people who are diagnosed later in life. Um, there okay. seems to be less cognitive involvement among people with uh, young onset. Um, some people with Parkinson's will have cognitive and, and, and cognition and executive functioning issues, but we see that less in people with young onset. Um, and, you know, no two courses of the disease are the same. So, you know, um, you know people may, you know, may experience the disease very differently, but really Susan is, is the expert here.
2: Yeah. Susan, can we have your input? Yeah, sure. Um, You know, I think that the symptoms I experience uh, are the things I think probably the biggest impact on my life are uh, sleep issues, sleep disruption. Okay. And um, that's very common in Parkinson's patients and um then just general fatigue which is even really different than the sleep disruption it's just sort sort of you know you feel like you've been hit by a truck um trying to incorporate those and manage those with um you know at the time I was diagnosed with carpool and you know then heading to work and you know what are we going to grocery shopping i mean you may yeah but so i would say those two things are probably what i wrestle with the most at this point okay
0: you know, Susan, my next question for you are, what are some successful ways or tips to successfully live with Parkinson's disease?
2: Well, I mean, I think for me, you know, if you get past kind of the obvious things about exercising and, and treating your body well and taking care of yourself, I I really think community and connection with people who are experiencing the disease or in the, you know, in research or, you know, the Parkinson's Foundation, I mean, I have a lot of friends and family, and it really helps. And I think communication with those people is essential. I mean, I told John, everybody I come across, I tell I have Parkinson's, because at some point, someone's going to figure out how to cure it. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, the more they, the, the more people know and realize it's not just about maybe your grandfather, um, I mm-hmm. think will connect and we'll find a cure.
0: Beautiful. So, so key. Um, And as a health advocate, Susan, um, you're obviously telling your story and your father's story so well. And like you're saying, telling others and you, you know, and I also believe there'll be a cure one day. What should someone do if they have symptoms or suspect that a family member might have symptoms um, of the disease. Because like so many different health conditions out there, um, you know, sometimes people will live in denial or sometimes what I say when I interview and talk with so many community members, there's a fear tactic as well, that they don't uh-huh. want yet another diagnosis. But what would you say?
2: I mean, I would say, and I've heard John say this, and I'm a firm believer in the same, you know, go ahead and get diagnosed because then you know who the enemy is, Right. That's you right. know what you're fighting, and you know what the path is to feel better. So right. if you wait to get diagnosed, you're not taking the drugs that you need, you're not necessarily receiving the therapies. As soon as I was diagnosed, I mapped out how I was going to feel as best as I possibly could. You know, and that's that. you have to do that. You've got to embrace that because you have a lot of living to do.
0: Yeah. So so truly have a lot of living to do. I love that. Such an empowering conversation. Before we head out, John, what kind of resources are available and where should our listeners go for additional information on Parkinson?
1: Yeah, thank you very much for that. Um, parkinson.org, our website, that's Parkinson.org, uh, has the full range of, of information and, and resources that, that you know anybody interested in Parkinson's would need. Uh, so I, I would check that out. Um, then we also have a helpline eight hundred four PD info eight hundred four PD info um, at staff. That is staffed by experts in Parkinson's care, nurses, social workers, therapists of all types. Um, they will be happy to talk to anybody who calls. Um, our, our helpline is open during business hours in the US. Um, and they're a ter- you know, terrific people willing to help and, and to direct you to resources uh, elsewhere that uh, may not be on, uh, you know, to other resources in your location, your, your neighborhood, and your location.
0: Oh, I love it. Thank you. Information is empowering and will continue to inspire all of us. And education is the real overall goal. Thank you both to Susan and John for joining us, putting the spotlight on a very important health topic Parkinson's disease. Thank you. Continue with your success, Susan and John. You and your organization keep up the great work. For everyone, thank thank you so much. Thank you all. For everyone tuning in, stay tuned in to your award winning program, Let's Talk America Radio. Stay informed.